You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, we're only a week away as you heard in that promo, but it uh, kicks off Menangal, of course, tomorrow night, race seven. The Chariots of Fire is the lead in and uh, talk all the other Hartness Racing news. Normally speaking to him down the line makes it a nice change to have him in the studio alongside me this morning on Racing HQ and Mobile Rolling. Good morning, Chris Barsby. Andrew Brown, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What a weekend. First day of autumn. We're a week away from the Miracle Mile. We've got the qualifiers and the chariots tomorrow night. The football's about to start on the weekend. It's, it's, it's a good time to be alive. Which football are you talking about? Well, <laughs> any sort of football. It's been a lean summer, <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, you'll be watching your team uh, Geelong in the AFL, no doubt. But uh, first of all, Jared's alongside. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Brownie. It morning. is a good time to be alive, isn't it? There's oh. plenty on. I mean, and, yeah. and you, you've actually interrupted me from watching the cricket. Well, there's that too. How's, how well is that going? Yeah, green's uh, It was going good up, if you're back New Zealand, like a few of us <laughs> have, up until... Uh, Yesterday, but uh, they're still batting. I think is that a hundred partnership? Yeah, a hundred and ten. Yeah, hundred and ten mm. for the last wicket. Unbelievable. Yeah, it looks like he okay. might get a double. Century Green, the way he's going. Yeah. So good, very good. Now I've got to ask you about something, but I'll I'll save it towards the end of our little segment here, Jared, because I think this is going to be popular across the weekend. So I'll right. leave that until the very end. Let's start just with Gloucester Park tonight. They've got four uh, features coming through, two-year-old features, three-year-old features, Colts and Geldings, Phillies. Just overall, is there any major market movers in any of those features tonight? Well, not really in the first two. Race five, number one, ten to the dozen, dollar fifty. It's been that way since it opened up. Race six, number nine, exceptional armour. A little move there, four sixty into four dollars. The activity is in race seven here, Chris. Now, when we put this market up, a better side had been five into four forty. That's number four and ten. Control the room had been four twenty into three sixty. However, in the last twelve or so hours, the money has come in a big way for number two, um, Mr. Moonwalker, which was four dollars eighty at one stage it was three dollars when i had a look earlier this morning it's now two dollars seventy so that's a really good move there and the other race we uh, have a quick look at race eight number three uh better get on pip uh seven dollars now into four dollars twenty so in summary if you're after just one decent move there it's clearly race seven number two mr moonwalker all right so that's race seven number two tonight at gloucester park let's focus on menangle we're a week out from the Miracle Mile, we've got the qualifiers tomorrow night, plus the Chariots of Fire. The winner of the Chariots of Fire is guaranteed a spot in next week's Miracle Mile. So we'll start with race seven, which is the Chariots. And this has been talked about all week long. It's a cracking lineup as well. Sooner the better, $16. Don't stop dreaming now at $1.85. Better be the best, 10. Frankie Ferocious, $3. Captain Hammerhead, 51. Sure thing, Captain, 41. It's Merlin, 9.50. Captain's Knock, 41. Our Vinny, 126. Rock and Roll Hammer at $151. This looks like it's been a big move all week long. Don't stop dreaming. It has been, and everywhere I looked, all of the experts who follow this uh, closely, and I'm assuming you're the same, say it's one of the best um, chariots that they have seen. But 
Uh, they certainly haven't missed Don't Stop Dreaming, number two. $2.40 it opened, was quickly into two thirty. It was $2 yesterday, and as you point out, now $1.85. The second pick, number four, Frankie Ferocious, is getting out, two eighty out to $3. Big drift outwards for uh, the Kiwi. It's Merlin, number seven, six fifty out to nine fifty. And that's really where the chances end. But you're quite right. A really, really big move there for Don't Stop Dreaming. What surprised me, I spoke with Mark Purden on Tuesday, Jared, and I wanted a, a comparison between Don't Stop Dreaming and Akuta. We've never mm. seen Akuta race in Australia. No. And I thought there would have been a clear push for one over the other, but there wasn't. And that okay. sort of just surprised me a little bit. But uh, he said, you know, Akuta's very strong. So, and I said, for sheer speed, would Don't Stop Dreaming get a cooter? And he, uh, not not sure. So I thought that okay. was interesting, given that we've never seen a cooter on Australian soil. But it's been uh, strong support all week long for Don't Stop Dreaming. I think that is going to be a ripping race. The time's going to be fascinating as well, Jared. Do they go sub 49? Do they go even faster than that? Because there's some real speed to burn in that race. Uh, let's look at the Miracle Mile qualifiers. We'll go to race five. This is the Cordina uh, sprint heat. Uh, we've got the scratching of typo. That's uh, that's quite important, that one. Rock and roll do seven. Ladies in red, 480. South Coast Arden, 10. Beyond Delight, 11. Bondi Lockdown, 10. Hot and Treacherous, 320. Brave You Kelly, $51. Spirit of St. Louis at 10. Firefox, who now gains a start, $10. Max Delight, 12. Speak the Truth, 21. So, Brave You Kelly, who's the emergency now at $51. Apart from that, they're, they're all given some sort of hope here. They are. Uh, we'll deal with Typo first, which was only $4.80 prior to it coming out. So uh, actually the deduction's pretty light there, but it's 12 cents. Uh, Rock and Roll Do, well, we have discussed it the last few weeks. It's a $7 pop. Ladies in Red, uh, $4.80. So looking at what we did early, now Hot and Treacherous, obviously we forget about last week, but it opened at $7 and was into $3.70. Uh, before typo came out now it's reopened at 320 after that there hasn't been any move one way or the other subsequent to that scratching the rest are pretty much as you described price wise there so it was clearly the early move number seven hot and treacherous it's now favorite 320 haven't seen another way for it but uh, you know that might come we'll see what happens okay so you can't really give us a lead with ladies in red she's the fascinating runner here First up since November, going straight to a Miracle Mile qualifier up against the boys, so there's no real market lead? No, $6 before uh, Typo came out, $4.80 afterwards and hasn't moved. Okay, it'll be interesting to see which way she goes as we get closer to jump time tomorrow night, whether she firms or, or drifts a little more. Uh, mm. Race 6 tomorrow night, the Allied Express Sprint Heat. Mac Dan, 850. Can't find a better man, 850. Curly James, $10. Lineup, 26. Canina Provlima at 17. Expensive Ego, 34. Better Eclipse at 420. Loyalist, 31. Mac Da Vinci, 8. Hi, my name is Jeff, 220. Brave View Kelly, 81. And we can scratch out Firefox, who's got to start in that first heat. So the favourite here, hi, my name is Jeff. What are they doing with him? Well, this looks pretty straightforward if you follow money. Uh, hi, my name is Jeff, 320. Now $2.20. Uh, the other one behind it in the market, Better Eclipse is unmoved at 420. Obviously, the rest have sort of, well, they have gone out. Mac Dan, 650 to 850. Same for Can't Find a Better Man, 650 to 850. Curly James, 750 out to 10. So, um,. Mac Da Vinci, $8. So, yes, all one-way traffic. Hi, my name is Jeff. Okay. Is there a chance the 
he could start in the red come tomorrow night? Well, possibly what we've seen so far. Um, it looks like those around about the $7, $8 mark are all on the drift. Better Eclipse hasn't really moved, as I said. And it did take a handful of moves to get it from 3.20 into 2.20. So and it's been that way for, what, six, eight hours now. So... You can't get any better at the moment. Mm. He, he gave us a good push yesterday, Cam Hart, for Hi, My Name is Jeff. He's definitely going forward despite the wide draw. So this is what they've been aiming for, the Miracle Mile, all year long. So it's D-Day mm. tomorrow night. So it's going to be a, a good race, that one. Uh, the feature trot tomorrow night at Menangle is race four, the Tough Monarch. And the favourite here, odds on Constantinople at $1.65, four twenty Funky Monkey. And then we're looking at eight fifty for Van Sank. Then we're out to double figures. Uh, $10 Jungle Eyes, $11 Scruffy Doolin. What's the market lead here? Well, the market says this one wins as well. Constantinople opened at two forty on Wednesday, uh, $1.65 now. So that's a fairly uh, savage cut to the price. Funky Monkey's been three ten out to $4.20. Van Sank is a drifter. Uh, the local hope, five fifty out to eight fifty. Uh, the one Jungle Eyes, 8 out to 10, and two Scruffy Duel and 8.50 out to $11. So once again, all one-way traffic for that favourite, Constantinople. OK, the last three races tomorrow night at Menangle. They're the three heats of the New South Wales Derby. Give us a brief overview here. Is there any sort of market lead for any of these runners? Not a massive betting race, uh, the first seat, which is race eight, but that favourite by Biscay's just toughened up a little bit, 2.10 into $2. Uh, race nine, number four, Again, a quiet one. Uh, the early support is with number four. He's from heaven, uh, the Victorian. It's been seven fifty now into five dollars. Having said that, we do have a shorty there. We walk by faith, a dollar thirty-five, but it's been a dollar thirty at a dollar thirty out. And in the final race there. Uh, race 10, number 9, Fighter Command. Uh, well, it's more than halved its price. It was six fifty originally, now into $3.70. We've got an easing favourite there, Soho Spectre, at two twenty five. But pretty good support for uh, another one of the Victorians, mm. Fighter Command. Yeah, they've come for the Victorians tomorrow night in those derby heats. So that's Menangle tomorrow night. We look forward to those races coming through. Big night down in Tassie tomorrow night. We've got the Tassie Cup. It comes through as race number 7. Favouritism here, Jared, is with uh, Star Major, number 12. He's at 240. Uh, others given a chance here. We've got 350 Ultimate Vinny, and uh, down the bottom, 850 each of two, Mickey O, all by myself. Is there a lead here for Star Major? Uh, not really. A couple of little, little moves. Uh, three Ultimate Vinny's been four into 350, but the five, Jimmy the Irishman, which quotes hard, it opened at 34. It's now into 17. Not an overly busy race at this point in time, but. Uh, three and five of the two uh, that have back, been backed early. Okay, and the market's just gone up for the uh, free-for-all at Albion Park tomorrow night. This is going to be an interesting race. So uh, the favourite is Deus Ex. He's at 2.40. 3.30 turn it up, who's drawn the front row, albeit wide. Manila Playboy, who missed a start in one of those Miracle Mile qualifiers, he's at $4 and send it at $5. So Deus Ex is the favourite there off his last start victory where he was able to beat, send it and turn it up. So that's going to be a good race. That's race six. Now, Jared, it's going to be a big weekend. It's a big day tomorrow with the, the Thoroughbreds and I'm sure yeah. you, you would be across the, uh, the multi-action that's probably going to roll in for Fangirl and Storm Boy. Yes. Probably been very popular over the last 24 hours, I'm tipping. Yeah. So is there a chance that we could see a, uh, a big multi, Storm Boy fangirl, don't stop dreaming? 
Of course there is, yeah, because that multi-activity on Saturday's racing, particularly when you've got the short price favourites, is huge. And you know, a lot of people try and roll roll the shorties into something else that there's pick for the day, their pick for the day, or maybe even a sporting event. But you know, with such a big meeting tomorrow night at Menangle and, and terrific coverage, and obviously don't stop dreaming in the major race already a market move at two forty into one eighty five. So it kind of makes sense that. You'd roll uh, your, your racing multi into that one at the end of the day and, and fingers crossed you can get the chocolates. Well, can I put this to you? Can we take this little multi, just a quick one. Mr Moonwalker tonight in that feature at Gloucester Park into Fangirl and Storm Boy, hopefully get a result there. And then mm. uh, could we even take the Fangirl Storm Boy Don't Stop Dreaming multi tomorrow depending on the result tonight with Mr Moonwalker? Well, you can, and it's pretty simple because it's just a multi, a straight-out yeah. multi. So, uh, yes, you can do that on the app or if you, or, or the website. Or of course, if you're in a, a tab or a pub tab, you can do that there. So, I like that. Mm. So surely Fangirl will win. Surely Stormboy will win. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's getting into... He's getting into dangerous territory, though, that $1.25, $1.30 mark. I don't really like those, but I suppose when you're taking a multi, it's just a little bit of cream on the top. All right. So have you got a multi worked out yourself? I have, yeah. uh, and it's the first four races that we mentioned at Menangle tomorrow night, which is race four, number six, Constantinople, race five, number seven, Hot and Treacherous, and fingers crossed he doesn't gallop again, <laughs> race six, number ten, Hi, My Name is Jeff, and race seven, number two, Don't Stop Dreaming. So the four features, the four faves at Menangle tomorrow night. All right, nice and simple there. Can't give you one for today at Albion Park. It's tough today. Why are they off? No, they're on, but it, it, it's, it's a very hard meeting today. Very well, hard. that's better. We get better prices. Ooh, it's just... It's There's got to be one, even on an each-way basis. I've got the pen ready. I've allocated a little bit bit of a corner on my sheet here. There's mm. got to be something, surely. Well, I'm going to go with race six, number two, Bella Bronski. Okay. That'll do us for today. But it is tough, but might be able to lead out, maybe even take a trail and use the sprint lane. So that's the way I'm sort of looking at it there. Albion Park tomorrow night. I think Emma's boy, race five, number three, will get the chocolates. Race? Five, number three. Okay. Before I depart, I might just quickly mention uh, the Miracle Mile prices, yeah. bearing in mind this will change tomorrow night. Leap to fame, 190 out to 195 in the last week. Don't stop dreaming, six into 550. Same Frankie Ferocious. Uh, hi, my name is Jeff at 750. Then we get out to 11 or better. Uh, headed up by Hot and Treacherous and Merlin. So, as I said, after tomorrow night's race races, uh, that market will change. But either way, Leap to Fame is going to be a fairly warm favourite. All right. Now, just for you, I, I do a little segment for Racing Queensland each week, Weekend Winners, it's called. I spoke with Grant Dixon, and I posed mm -hmm. the question, everything right following Newcastle? He's had a good week. He's in his normal routine at home. So everything's ticking along okay. nicely. So I then asked the question, what barrier would you pick if you had the choice in the Miracle Mile? That's a good question. And he said to me, he said, I heard Fred Hastings the other day saying that no horses won a Miracle Mile at Menangle from the three outside gates. So he said, I don't want them. So he said, I'd be happy with three or four. Yeah, but where does he end up? Well, that, that's, the, that's the question. Yeah. But it was interesting. Like, there's a few that want to knock him because, you know, Lazarus never won a Miracle Mile. Blacks are fake, never won. We know he's a great stayer. But then Luke McCarthy was reassuring earlier in the week when he said he's got more speed than Lazarus and Blacks are fake. And he's just as tough as mm. these horses. So 
It's Ethan. interesting comparing the two codes, um, just going back to champions of the past. And quite clearly, he's a champion. You know, many say he's the best in the world. But Black Caviar was a 1,200-metre horse. She couldn't get 1,600. Winks was at home 1,600-plus. They don't mix and match uh, race uh, distances like they do in the harness racing, and mm. you know, he's been able to do it everywhere. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be a massive feather in his cap if he can win that Miracle Mile next week. Yeah, too right, too right. And does that solidify the champion status? Does he need to win the Miracle Mile next week to be a, a, a bona fide champion? Well, maybe he does, and and you know, as I've mentioned before, you know more about you know more about it than me. But um, there's there's a little quarter in, uh, in, in sections of the media who say, oh, he's not a champion yet. He hasn't done this and he hasn't done that. But all he can do is run in the races that are on. And, yeah. and all he can do is win, and he's been able to do both. Mm, exactly, exactly. I look forward to the chat next week. We'll be talking all things Miracle Mile. There'll be a stack of other features on that program, so I look forward to it next week. But enjoy the weekend. Will do. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can check out those prices and much more by going to the website tab.com.au. Let's find some winners for the weekend. Ryan Spice will be fired up, and I'm sure he's got a thought on the, uh, the Chariots of Fire tomorrow night. He joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are we? I'm very well. I'm very well. Are you looking at that multi? Have I tempted you, Fangirl Stormboy at the Gallops tomorrow, into hopefully something at the Trots tomorrow night? Yeah, I think for those uh, multi players, they look a couple of anchors in the Gallops world, but uh, I'll stick to the harness code myself. Okay, let me pose this question then. Are you surprised with that really good support for Don't Stop Dreaming? I think 240, now $1.85. Does he. Does he start even shorter come jump time tomorrow night or that's just about his mark now? Yeah, no, Chris. I think that's absolute rock bottom uh, for Don't Stop Dreaming. Personally, I mark him and Frankie Ferocious as equal favourites and the gap in the market now is, is far too big. So I am really happy to, uh, to side with the Queenslander here and for Cam Hart to execute and get the job done. So do you expect him to clear those to his inside, including better be the best? Oh, absolutely. He'll yeah. lead. He's, he, he, he is lightning. Um, he is straight over. Um, I think they're going to stomp out a, a really, really quick first half here. And the intriguing question is, is better be the best quick enough to get up there to actually press for the lead? So for me, that's the one question mark in the race. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Hart-Grimson combination just say, nope, we're leading all the way here and catch us if you can. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to lean that way as well. Uh, so you're with Frankie Ferocious in the Chariots of Fire. What about these uh, qualifiers, the Miracle Mile qualifiers? They're quite intriguing, in particular with ladies in red. How, how do you sort of figure out this first sprint, race uh, five tomorrow night? Yeah, well, perhaps the answer is, Chris, is that I haven't figured it out. Uh, I can't really be with uh, ladies in red with the big gap between runs first up into such a deep race. Um, what a record she has, though. Uh, 30 starts and never finished out of the top two. Um, but it's quite interesting. Apart from her maiden uh, debut, the only other time she's raced the boys was in the Rising Sun, and we know what she did there. But uh, that'll be just be a watch and look on for me. Interesting that Firefox gets a run. Mm. I think he'll be stamped urgent um, and look to get across. Um, I'm really hard against Rock and Roll Do from the inside draw. I think he'll get double, if not triple crossed and, and virtually out of play there. Um, yeah, good race. I don't really have any answers though, mate. Were you surprised that Firefox wasn't drawn in the field originally? 
Oh, I couldn't figure that out, Chris. Yeah. That was uh, for a horse that virtually um, belted half the horses that are in the qualifiers and running the time that he did. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't make any sense whatsoever. All right. What about the Allied Express uh, heat? This is race six. Hi, my name is Jeff. Unbeaten at Menangle. Eight starts, eight victories, but he's drawn wide. But Cam Hart outlined yesterday he's launching. So what do you do with Hi, my name is Jeff? Yeah, Chris, he's probably the one I'd be tempted to play. Um, I do think he'll just keep pressing and find the top. Um, we know he's got the 8 from 8 record at Menangle. He can stomp out 48 miles. Um, he, I think 220, though, is, is rock bottom, and you definitely people will look to take him on from his wide gate. So definitely don't take that price. But, yeah, he's the one for me uh, on the front end. If he can pinch, just back it off for... Three to 400 metres at some point. If he does find the front, he'll be mighty hard to beat. All right. I want to get your thoughts on this free-for-all at uh, Albion Park tomorrow night. Uh, it's quite interesting. Turn it up draws the front row, but Deus Ex clearly matched him off the arm last time out. So how does this race set up tomorrow night? Yeah, he certainly did, Chris. I was. Um, they just both blazed away there from that 2,100-metre start point last week. I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be different here. I think they'll both launch and both get across uh does dawson release turn it up and sit on him like the 2100 meter event we saw last time i'm not sure can turn it up just keep pressing and take the front regardless perhaps um yeah i don't think i'll i don't think i'll play there mate yeah it's a it's a good race an intriguing race the free-for-all that's race six tomorrow night at albion park time now for your best bets what are we looking at yeah, I saw one in early in the card uh, in the Waratah final at Menangle. Um, race three, number nine, blazing home. Jack Painting trains and drives this gelding. He really is just a mile of this horse. He's got such a good record over the sprint trip. He's won nine from 11. He looks to be at full fitness now. Um, he's already been 270 into 240. I think be patient. You'll get a much better price than that on race day. Um, I think he'll settle sort of midfield in the second half and he can blend in and, and work home strongly. So that's race three, number nine, blazing home. All right, so 240 currently with Tab. Is that the only one or is there something else across the weekend? Yeah, I thought at Albion, Chris, um, a mare that's racing in just super, super form is Vindicate. That's race seven, number one. I think Sam Array will be leading. Vindicate will be stalking. Uh, they'll clear out and fight out the race. But she's just racing with such great zest, Vindicate. I think she might be able to pick up Sam Maria in the last few bounds. OK, race seven, number one. The other key thing about Vindicate, she's a peg's mare. The, the better she performs is when she's on the peg. So this is a perfect setup for her tomorrow night. Yeah, it really does look that way, doesn't it? You know, Sam Maria likes to lead. Vindicate likes to, to, to stalk and sit sprint. Um, both racing really, really well. I think they'll fight it out. All right. So race three, number nine, Blazing Home. That's at Menangle. And race seven, number one, Vindicate at the Creek. Hey, Ryan, appreciate the time as always on a Friday. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to uh, pulling apart the Miracle Mile with you next week as well. Perfect. Go, Larry. Go, Larry. All right. So uh, leap to fame. We're all on board with... Uh, the fame train there as he heads south uh, next week. Andrew Spagnolo now joins us from the tab, and there's a lot to talk about with Andrew. Andrew is with us now. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are we? Well, I'm, I'm terrific. You've had a busy week because I reckon you've been looking at these races so much at Menangle uh, tomorrow night that you've almost done your head in. So would I be right or close to the mark with that assessment? 
Yeah, definitely. And the um, the damage may not be done as of as of yet. We, we we need a few beaten this weekend. Otherwise, I may not be on the show next weekend, which will be a shame given it's a big Miracle Mile show. So is Don't Stop Dreaming target number one for you tomorrow night? He is. It's, uh, it's him or me, put it that way. He, he's absolutely off the map. And we don't generally get him, in, in my experience, um, firm this much on such a, such a prestigious and such a, a great race. And... For me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed by the move for him, given what I believe to be a, a, a less than ideal map, despite the great draw, if that makes sense. So, yeah, he, I think um, Daffy may have touched on it earlier. It's, it's a tap we can't turn off. It's one-way traffic. Okay, so you're in for, a, in for a penny, in for a pound here with Don't Stop Dreaming. Does he start shorter? Is that possible that he could start even shorter tomorrow night? Uh, Based on what we're seeing so far, absolutely. Uh, that said, uh, there'll be an instruction to the to the traders come come close to the jump time, be as competitive as possible, without without pushing him over the hill price wise. We'll, we'll try and get that price um, be if possible top of market and and pretty much gone with it, so to speak. And if he wins, he wins and. Hopefully for us he doesn't, but if not, um, the punters will have something to play with. All right. I spoke with Mark Purden and Cam Hart this week. Uh, they're both confident, naturally. So how, how do you see it? Do you think Frankie Ferocious just leads and leads easily like Ryan Spice just outlined? Uh, is he capable of going all of the way? So how do you see it? You're obviously hoping that, you know, Frankie can knock off, don't stop dreaming, but um, how does this race play out? Yeah, having listened to both those interviews during the week, I think they both said what I and a lot of other people seem to think, and that is Frankie gets a potentially fairly cheap lead and or he's first to the fence and don't stop dreaming somewhere in the running line. I just worry about who don't stop dreaming will be following coming to the to the, to the um, third quarter. And if he's outside the leader, it, perhaps he has, to, he has to beat him on sheer talent and, and sheer strength. If not... Frankie might actually get away from him, perhaps, and and for that reason, I'm I'm definitely Camp Frankie, although he might be renamed Frank Frankie Friendless. We we just cannot lame at the moment. <laughs> Frankie Friendless, eh? Right, eh? Well, uh, it's going to be a fascinating race. The other one, just looking ahead to the Miracle Mile, do you, do you think it's just going to be the one invite out of the chariots, two or even three? If there's a year that they're going to have uh, multiple invites from the chariots, you'd think it ha has to be this year. And just to uh, reference back to, to the radio shows during the week, a lot of your a lot of your guests mentioned exactly that that the, the four-year-olds are the ones that seem to be the ones to beat, bar, bar uh, Larry in the Miracle Mile. So I think they'd be great for the sport. I think it'd be great for, for, for four-year-olds in general um, to, re to really push their brand, particularly with some being eligible for the Eureka. So I'd be a little bit surprised if they do run good races and don't don't get selected for at least two, perhaps um, three. But, yeah, two would be great, in my opinion. OK, well, let's talk about the Miracle Mile. Before we look at these qualifiers, has there been any sort of movement with Leap to Fame following his victory at Newcastle last week? The, the boys did firm him up what I saw. I've just pushed him back out to even just to keep things balanced. And we have had a little bit of support today for ladies in red of all horses. Um, so that perhaps there is a bit of confidence that she'll run a really forward race. Um, more so the place, but there was there was um, a little bit of interest there. Don't Stop Dreamers had some support um, in, in that market. And in, in general, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens 
um, stating the obvious come Saturday night and then you'll see we'll try and get a pre-draw book up straight after the field's known and then from there the barrier draw I guess will be all important particularly for I wouldn't say so much for Larry but perhaps some of the other um, dangers you know, sh- should they draw good okay race five tomorrow night this is the first sprint the Cordina sprint and this is the heat that features ladies in red she's at 480 the favorite is hot and treacherous at 320 What's your take on this heat? Because looking at that market, everything's got a chance. Yeah, and on first thoughts, uh, when Typo was in the market, I, I did think it was going to be perhaps a pretty congested or staggered front row running into the first corner. And I wasn't so sure uh, Hot and Treacherous would be lit up based off what happened last week. But again, these interviews, I wish you had them on the show before I did the market. Uh, Jason Grimm, sorry, Kim Hart sort of put, put that um, suggestion to bed that he, that all more or less was a one-off what happened at Newcastle. So therefore, it sounds like he's perhaps a lot better chance of getting the front and or um, a forward position than what I thought originally. So yeah, definitely went up a little bit long him. Other than that, ladies in red, I, I'd love, it'd be a great story for the race if, if there is a mare to not, not just get through, but to be super competitive and other horses we're forgetting about is there a chance that Spirit of St. Louis, Firefoxes and Max Delights will be lit up off the arm? Well, Firefox is an interesting one. Many were surprised that he wasn't even in the field originally uh, earlier in the week. He's now secured a start. Is there a chance there might be some money come uh, jump time tomorrow night? I opened him fairly short just because I think he's been flying and um, well, well the horse has been flying yeah. full stop. I noticed they have been driving him fairly sit sprint um, so perhaps does that mean they'll continue that pattern and, and he won't go forward so he may drift if, if that's the, the, the logic or, or the, um, the the approach punters take but yeah I, I really like to see the, the first corner and be super competitive particularly from our perspective because we, we want to try and get hot and treacherous speed at this stage is, is our worst way. All right. The other heat is race six. This is the Allied Express sprint. Uh, the favourite is Hi, my name is Jeff. He's unbeaten at the track. Eight from eight. Cam Hart outlined yesterday he's launching despite the wide draw. So how does that sort of uh, affect you guys with this market? Yeah, another another interview that put shivers up my spine. I, I might I might check into the boardroom uh, Monday and might not get out until after lunchtime at this rate because this is another one that potentially I've gone up too long. I watched a lot of his replays and I thought he, he sort of worked the top and I thought perhaps there's a strong chance that he won't get across early. But when he said he'll just keep going anyway on that interview, it sounded like they're expecting him to, to run a huge mile and whether whether or not he leads at the first corner may not matter. He, he sounds like he'll keep going until he gets to the top. So he he's one that could unfortunately start shorter, particularly given the air of confidence around. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's a, a simple mission here. It's been the Miracle Mile pretty much from the start of the year. So they need a big performance tomorrow night, A, to, to qualify, and B, to, um, you know, just to prove that th- this has been the target all the way through. Yep, spot on. Yeah, so that is going to be a good race. They're both good races, those heats tomorrow night. What about you've you've gone up with the market for Albion Park tomorrow night, the free-for-all, which is race number six. Now, this is going to be very intriguing. We're back at a mile here for this race tomorrow night. This comes through as race number six on the card, and the favourite is Deus Ex. Now, he sort of matched Turn It Up, which is sort of hard to believe because he's been the, the, the clear gate speed star in Queensland for so long. So... Is there a changing of the guard? Is that probably a step too far just on what we saw last week? Or is this going to be the norm from now on? How do you see it? 
I was thinking it could be the new norm, and, and my logic for that is I, I, I didn't think Turn It Up had that many more gears on what I saw last week. That said, they're back to a mile. Shane knows the horse better than anyone. Perhaps he knows that the horse had a, wasn't fully wound up um, out of the gate, so perhaps um, there is a, a, a few more um, gears to go through early there. If not, uh, and the, the market at this stage, it's sort of agreeing with the... With the the prices that the change in the guard may have taken place because Deus Ex is still favourite. I thought there's a chance that I might get knocked off my stand with Turn It Up, but at this stage, he's friendless, albeit the market's only been open a few hours. Answer me this question. Manila Playboy, he was known for one of those Miracle Mile qualifiers. Was he unlucky not to be considered? I thought he was unlucky personally and, and probably have a perhaps more than um, others in, in New South Wales, a, a scope or, or a awareness of, of Queensland form. And, and he's one horse that follows any speed and that big track um, definitely suits him. I thought there was a few unlucky. Firefox, I think you touched on that, that definitely on paper perhaps should have got to run in front of a few others. So, yeah, uh, disappointing. I do like seeing horses from all states, particularly if, they, if their spot's warranted. So, yeah, hard luck story there for connections. OK. Now, this is the most important question of the morning. For punters that want to bet early following the action tomorrow night with the Miracle Mile, when does the market go up? Obviously, you've got to wait for the field to be finalised, but will there be a market available at some point tomorrow night? Yes, yeah, so hopefully within 10 to 15 minutes of that field being finalised, we'll have a pre-draw market and that will be final field. And hopefully the Derby will have a, a pre-draw market as long as we can get confirmation on, on the field there as well. And I believe it's 12.30 Sunday, live on Sky, the barrier draw. And as always, we'll get that market straight after the barrier draw. All right, excellent. Hey, it's a busy night for you tomorrow night. Could be a, uh, a very nerve-wracking night for you tomorrow night. <laughs> and that's going to lead into a very, very busy week next week. I'm hopeful you will be with us next week to go through all the market <laughs> movers, depending on what happens tomorrow night. That's definitely the plan. Right, There he is, Andrew Spagnolo, joining us each and every Friday morning. Hopefully, he will still have a job and he will be able to join us next week to discuss all things Miracle Mile. The man that's calling all of the action tomorrow night from Menangle, as he does each and every week. He's the eyes in the sky down there at uh, Menangle, Fred Hastings. He's online with us now. Fred, good morning. G'day to you, Chris, and hello to, uh, to all your listeners. I think Andrew Spagnolo is more nervous than what you will be over the next week or so because he's got plenty at stake tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, 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 you, get, you get excited and there's nervous energy, uh, not nerves per se, but nervous energy because you want to do a good job and do uh, what's in front of you, as you well know. You want to do the racing action justice and, and provide the soundtrack that that befits uh, the calibre of racing we're going to see over the next few weeks. And, Chris, uh, I think tomorrow's my 14th or 15th chariots, and I reckon it is the best lineup I think I've seen. OK, there you go. So does that mean your team don't stop dreaming, or are you going away from the Kiwi? I can't go past don't stop dreaming, <laughs> simply because uh, its form here has been superb. Menangle really seems to suit. It's got that uh, that very, very nice barrier. Um, what it did against the champ leap to fame in the Hunter Cup, I thought was sensational. Uh, it just went roughly uh, coming into the lane and, and from there uh, you know, chased. But uh, since then, it's come to Sydney, uh, won the Hondo, was very good last week. And I just really like uh, the way the horse is, uh, is ticking over. I have enormous respect, Chris, for Ritz Merlin. I thought its run last week, Three deep for the first 600. 
then breezed outside of better be the best in sub 150. Um, I just get the feeling you're going to see a better horse tomorrow uh, with that experience of having a look at Menangle. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Don't Stop Dreaming, Chris. Okay, Andrew Spagnolo's just uh, done another uh, turn there. So everyone's <laughs> piling on to Don't Stop Dreaming. It's been <laughs> relentless, 240, 185. I'm tipping he's going to start even shorter come tomorrow night. Mm, so mm. Freddie is with Don't Stop Dreaming. H- how many do you think out of this uh, Chariots of Fire tomorrow night could potentially line up next week in the Miracle Mile? Will it just be the winner? Will it be first and second? Could there be three four-year-olds out of the other uh, Chariots tomorrow night? Chris, I, I, you, you've read my mind. I was thinking about it this morning. Obviously, the winner is an automatic uh, invite to the, the Miracle Mile, and historically, they have the, the directors have chosen uh, another one out of the uh, out of the chariots to go in. It would not shock me at all if uh, it's that deeper race for mm. chariots. It wouldn't shock me if it's uh, we see you know another two the the, the place getters. Um, I labelled it about a month ago as the race of... It was shaping as the race of the carnival. So far, it's definitely the race of the carnival on paper. Uh, and, and it's not beyond the realms of impossibility that we see the, the, the top three go in. It, it's it guaranteed, Nick, will obviously leap to fame there. Um, then we get the two sprint qualifiers. So first and second in each of those races go in. That gives us five. Then we've got six with the winner of the chariots. Now, historically, they've kind of gone down the path of, um, you know, a place getter or the third place getter. Sometimes even the fourth place getter has happened uh, from the sprint qualifiers or even a place getter from the chariots. This year, I think you, you might see two four-year-olds, the, the second and third horses get through, Chris. Mm. And to back up your claim... Most are probably thinking that Leap to Fame has those older horses covered already. So they're looking to the four-year-olds to be his biggest threat. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many they do Mm. go with. What about those uh, sprint heats tomorrow night, races five and six? Uh, Ladies in red, first up since November. It's bold. It's audacious, the planning here. But can she do it? Can a mare force her way into the Miracle Mile? I'll tell you one thing. Historically, Chris, the, the, the directors love a mare in the race. And we've seen a few over the years get through uh, into the race. So uh, if she acquits herself, obviously, if she runs one, two, she's there for sure. If she runs third and it's a good third, well, well maybe they might lean lean her way and, and she might get in at the expense of a four-year-old. Um, but I, I'm very excited to see ladies in red go around. Uh, obviously, hot and treacherous. Forget it went around at Newcastle. Um, Firefox gets a run with the scratching of Typo. And uh, then you've got Rock and Roll Do, who... At, at, at best, and given what it's done at uh, in a big mile race at uh, Menangle in the past, in the in the Len Smith Rock and Roll, do maybe it can't be forgotten. And then the second qualifier, I really think Hi, my name is Jeff has that that brilliant speed, uh, and Mac Dan, who's been there, done that. It, it's going to be uh, very well suited from Barrier One. Throw in the, the can't find a better man uh, and uh, better eclipse, and there's even a little you know whisper around that loyalist on a hot speed can get home. But I, I think. They're the, the two in that heat, Mac Dan and um, Hi, my name is Jeff. Chris, just one thing I want to touch on. Yep. Uh, historically, I think it's since 2016, the winner of the Chariots of Fire, who then gets a run in the, in the Miracle Mile, has either won the Miracle Mile or placed in the Miracle Mile. Mm. That's a pretty good record. But what needs to be remembered is that the Chariots of Fire, up until this year, has yeah. been run two weeks before. So... The four-year-olds, whoever it is, whether, you know, it is, um, you know, Don't Stop Dreaming and one or two others, 
they're on the quicker backup this year as four-year-olds than they have been historically. That might be something to remember if you love stats and you love, you know, and, and it doesn't lie that the, the winner has come, the winner of the Miracle Mile or place getter in the Miracle Mile uh, has come from the winner of the Chariots. Um, but this year, it, it might be a slightly different thing. And that really amplifies the decision by Kevin and Kay Seymour and Grant Dixon to put mm-hmm. a leap to fame in that box seat, the advantage of that extra week off by running at Newcastle last week. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point. It's a much more level playing field for these four-year-olds now where they've got to, you know, you know, bust their, their boilers tomorrow night and then mm-hmm. back up within the week. So that is going to be fascinating to see how they handle that. The other one that I wanted to mention, I spoke with Grant Dixon yep. just in a little interview uh, up here uh, yesterday, and he said he heard you the other day going through the uh, the barrier draw stats, and he said it's the outside three, he, he thought it, uh, he heard you say, that have never won a miracle mile. So I asked him, what draw do you want? And he said, I don't want one of those three that Fred was talking about, the outside <laughs> gate. So he said three or four would do me nicely. So the outside three gates have never featured. Uh, there's been the occasional place getter and um, and remembering that the Miracle Mile at Menangle has been run there since 2009 so we're talking 15 runnings of the Miracle Mile um, previously I'm just thinking back I think maybe one horse I'm just trying to think Smolder might have won it from six and then there's been probably three place getters um, it's, it's very much a horse that draws one to five that figures uh, I spoke to Grant last week, funnily enough, and, and he, I said, look, if you could walk up and pick whatever barrier you wanted, uh, and he was, he'd be happy with three, four, or five, that, that middle, uh, that middle sort of division. So, um, but it, it is, it's, it's a, it's a dynamite stat because you, you, you know, the, the gate's going at a, a pretty solid speed for a miracle mile, slightly different than we might see in normal circumstances under normal race conditions. For the, for the miracle mile, it just seems to go that little. Seems to be that little bit quicker. And those horses drawn six, seven, eight, they've got to try and really take up and keep up with the horses on the inside. Um, and then, you know, by the time they let them go, those inside uh, horses have really got a head full of steam. So it is a stat that, that has prevailed over the, the duration of the Miracle Miles at Menangle, and it's one worth noting. And that's what makes the barrier draw. And as Andrew said, it's uh, conducted at 12.30 at a function on Sunday makes that barrier draw crucial mm. um, because, you know, the, the, the stats don't like Chris. And, uh, um, you know, it, obviously if there's a, a horse that can be the exception to the rule, the way he's racing and, and the way, you know, he, he won at Newcastle, it could well be uh, leap to fame, yeah. uh, overcoming that hoodoo. But I, I bet Grant and, and the Seymours will be hoping it's, uh, <laughs> it's one to five for them. Yeah, nothing surer. Hey, Freddie, really appreciate the time this morning. Great calling tomorrow night. We'll touch base again next week uh, ahead of the Miracle Mile itself. Yeah, love to have a chat. Thanks for having me on, Chris. No problem. There's Freddie Hastings joining us, so we'll hear all of his broadcasts coming through tomorrow night. Time is on the wing. Darren Clayton is waiting patiently. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Just straight off the back of uh, Fred there, I can uh, let you know and let listeners know that um, with the Constellations Carnival coming up, all eyes will be on the Chariots of Fire for a possible invite to the Rising Sun, of course, the three, four-year-old race. And what I can also confirm is that Never Ending was issued an invite, that gun WA horse who will be coming across for the Eureka, 
Connections have turned down the invite to the rising sun, so that'll place uh, added watch from Queensland perspective for the chariots. Okay, no surprises there. Uh, it's a big night in Sydney, obviously, but it's a big night at Albion Park tomorrow night as well. It's the Jim McNeil Trotting Championship final, and I'll pose this question to you. Is it a race in three? Is it hide and seek, defensive guy and Gus? Are they the only three possibilities tomorrow night in this feature? I think they are, Chris. I'm I'm a little bit against hide and seek purely off the fact he's so hit and miss. And I think the big query for him this week um, with is the lone second line runner off the front line, if that makes sense. It's a full front line of eight, and then he is off that second line of eight. So um, he's he's sketchy at best when he gets away. Of course, when he does get away, he trots beautifully and uh, trots fast too. But um, I'm just against him with that fact that he's going to have a mountain of traffic in front of him uh, from the get-go. Defensive guy, absolutely super. He has been through the three, uh, through the two rounds, and he was a winner leading into it. A little stat: we love our stats. Only one horse has ever won all uh, swept a McNeil series, won both rounds of heat since it went to a two-heat and final series. That was Needle back in 2018. So defensive guy looking to overcome that. And some nice horses have been able to win the McNeil, but not clean sweep it. So, um, you know, defensive guy's up against it there. And Gus, he's won neither of his heats, but he might just be the the, the sleeper just ticking along, ready to, ready to really pull the trigger this week in the final. And wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if defensive guy or hide-and-seeks out there early that Gus really comes up and gets in the grill early on. OK, what about the free-for-all? I spoke with Andrews Bagnola. Did we see a little changing of the guard with the gate speed uh, last time out with Deus Ex and turn it up? What are you expecting at the start here tomorrow night? Yeah, I think so. I'll also pose that off the, um, the 2100 metre start, it can be a little bit... Uh, a little bit different on that gate speed and where they're drawn I think back to gate seven for turn it up over at that mile start uh, it's a different ball game there that's that's really where we see him just take two hops and be in front so um, it, it may may well be the case he's getting on in years now turn it up but I think we'll see a different scenario tomorrow night back to the mile start okay what is your best bet tomorrow night at the creek yeah, it comes up in one of the mayor's races, race eight, hoping we can get uh, uh, a reasonable price here. And it's race eight, horse three, Alexia Rose, um, just crying out for a, a frontline gate. She got a frontline gate two starts back, but was first up from a spell, and uh, she was super there. Good again last week from the second line. So back to the front line this week. I think she leads all the way. Race eight, number three, Alexia Rose, Donnie Smith, Pete McMullen. All right. Is the dashboard up and available on the RQ website? Yeah, it certainly is. It's all there. We've got that best bet. We've got uh, the trifecta race, uh, which is the race before another mayor's race. I think Vindicate and San Maria can dictate that, sort of one, two, one, two. So that's a good exotic race. Um, Pete McMullen, he was our driver to follow last week. He got a couple of wins. I think he's uh, even in for a bigger night tomorrow night. So he gets the, the, the backup for the, dr the driver to follow. And... Uh, be keen to see Delirow in the last. Uh, he was really good last week in that small three-year-old race. 
I think he can go again tomorrow night in the last race. Again, he has to be in. All right. You can find the dashboard on the RQ website. Darren, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. I'm sure you'll be cheering on the Queenslanders tomorrow night. We'll chat again next week. Yeah, Queenslanders, but also a sneaky little look at the Bathurst horse. Better be the best.